Welcome to General Conference Review, the podcast where we provide peanut gallery commentary and sometimes thought-provoking analysis of the semi-annual General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hosted by a team of experienced and professional individuals. Well, maybe not professional, more like average, like very average and kind of knowledgeable. Our podcast offers an average Joe's insight and reflections on the teachings and doctrines presented during the conference. But we don't stop there. We also encourage our listeners to review the conference talks for themselves in order to gain the fullest understanding and benefit from the messages shared. As a Christian podcast, we strive to to create an engaging and informative experience for listeners of all backgrounds, drawing on the desire to follow the prophets and, and apostles, which offer a unique perspective on the teachings of Jesus Christ. Join us as we explore the latest teachings and messages from the leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and dive deep into the spiritual insights that can be gained from studying the words of the prophets. Hello and welcome back to General Conference Review. Uh, joining you is, uh, is uh, myself, Todd Bruce, and we've got Kevin Beamer on the line. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing lovely. It's a lovely, lovely evening to be able to hang out with my good buddy Todd. It's uh, it's a nice, warm, uh, wintry day up here in, in British Columbia, Canada. It's uh, it's raining the last couple of days, which is uh, you know a little bizarre. But uh, you know what? It's if it was two degrees colder, it'd all be snow. So um, you know, just take it when it comes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Definitely makes roads a little bit slick, but uh, we can do with a little bit of warmer weather. <laughs> I can see my driveway, which is, is the <laughs> first time I've seen that in a, a month almost. But, uh, today, we are talking about uh, Tithing, Opening the Windows of Heaven by Elder Neil L. Anderson. He gave this on a Saturday afternoon session. Uh, and uh, as you can guess, the most, pretty much the whole talk is <clears throat> going to be discussing tithing. And and the the blessings of it and the benefits of it and the um, you know why we're asked to do it and what the benefits that come to the world because of what we because of what we uh, are able to offer. Um, he, he starts and he talks about um, you know some some he has some stories about a, a friend in Venezuela and some of the issues that they had and and uh, the miracles that they were able to see. Um, you know, and he just he, then he dives into tithing. And he says. Uh, all that we have and all that we are comes from God. As disciples of Christ, we are we willingly share with those around us. With all the Lord has given, with all the Lord gives to us, He has asked us to return to Him and His kingdom on earth, ten percent of our increase. Uh, I don't think it's like rocket surgery for most people. Uh, what tithing is and 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 how to pay it, uh, it becomes a debate. Um, you know how you pay it and what what, what you pay it on and. What do you consider your increase? And um, you know, I, I I get to do tithing declaration, and this this comes up pretty much every week, depending on you know, depending on who's in the office. But um, and I just remind people that it's an individual thing; it's between you and the Lord, and uh, and it's um, what what in, what constitutes increase or how you pay your tithing. Like some people pay it on the last day of the year. Some people pay it on the you know, monthly, some people pay it every paycheck. My dad, he used to take what he made last year and uh, divide it by 24 and pay pay that. And I said, well, great, you're a full tithe payer f- for last year. <laughs> you're only a year behind. 
<laughs> I used to always tease him, but uh, anyway, it worked. Basically, that's roughly what he would make this year, right? What he made last year, but yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's just how we did it, and it worked. As opposed to he was a shift worker, so he could get different uh, pays depending on how many shifts he worked that that pay period. But um, you know, he just found if he if he divided it up, it made it a, a consistent payment, and it was easier. And uh, uh, the way that we do tithing, since we're off on this tangent, is <laughs> whatever pay gets put into my bank account, I take ten percent and I put it into a savings account called tithing, <laughs> and then I pay it monthly or whenever i remember to <laughs> that's, so it that's just good. immediately goes into a bank account 10 percent done i'm, I'm impressed <laughs> I'm, I, I have to i'm so bad i have to pay tithing two days before i get paid i have to oh. like, go in in hit yeah, that yeah. so that it, so comes, it comes out, out within a couple days <laughs> or the day after payday and it just isn't uh, an issue it's done there you go um just because i'm that i'm so it burns a hole in my pocket and I'm going to spend it. But I tried doing a different account one time and I was like, oh, yeah. I need winter tires. Oh, but I need, we need this or we need that. And I'm like, yeah. ah, tithing money sitting right there. I'm like, can't well, do it. it. Got to pay it. Yeah. It is funny though. Cause as it gets bigger, cause you forget to pay it or something, you start to think those thoughts, right? Uh, it's just, it's really funny. And it's tithing such a weird blessing, right? Cause going back to Malachi 3.11, where it says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. But but those blessings, specifically that one, is so open that you can't like pinpoint things to tithing sometimes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting. Oh, it is. And I used to, i not used to, I tell people all the time um, in the office and outside the office that, I've never been so broke in my life as when I haven't paid tithing. Mm. Uh, and it doesn't make sense. I'm a logical guy. You take 10% away from what, what I currently have. I should have, I should have less, right? If, if you add 10% back into what I can spend, I should have more like logically. Yeah. But when I don't pay tithing, I just seem to be more broke. I seem to be more you know, paycheck to paycheck. I seem to be more, you know, things are breaking down or just what it is. And, so it's like, I can't afford not. And I've seen so many blessings in my life about pay, paying tithing that I just can't deny that paying tithing is, uh, there's, there are blessings from it and there's benefits from it. And there's, um, you know, from a purely like, you know, being blessings greedy, tithing is, is got a huge benefit. Well, just going back to that first sentence that you just read, where he said, all that we have and all that we are comes from God as disciples of Christ, we willingly share with those around us. And I like that he introduces that before he talks about tithing, but that's a kind of a deep sentence. As disciples mm -hmm. of Christ, willingly share with those around us. That's an interesting, uh, as part of our discipleship of Christ, like, I don't think I'm there. <laughs> I am somewhat temperamental sometimes about what I'm sharing with those around me. So <laughs> yeah, it is a hard. The natural man really comes out when 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 I'm in the office and somebody comes comes to me needing help, and I really want to be like on their case a little bit. But um, <laughs> anyway, we we jump through the hoops. We make sure that like we're being reasonable um, yeah. with with the Lord's money. And um, but um, you know, I just just you it's hard not to be judgmental when you look at somebody else and, and and they got the car payments and they got the 
all the things and then now they're we can't afford groceries and it's like you kind of done this to yourself a little bit but um still it's that's we're not asked to be judgmental we're asked to ju- you know judge, yeah. judge righteous judgments but um i had a an instance recently and i was able to go and go to the grocery store with with a, with a individual who uh, you know is a recent convert and you know kind of working through tithing and working through that that ask and um yeah and I was able to just say, like, after it was all done, I say, this is like, all this is possible because of like tithing and fast offerings and, and people like when you, when you're, when the, the, you know, the, the going's good and you're paying tithing, then you help people. And when you're struggling and this is made available because, because people have paid into it and um, they were, they really were like, Oh, okay. Okay. Now this is real. This, the, yeah. it's not just about the money. It's about like the, the, what it represents and who it helps and how it helps um anyway it's been a neat thing a couple of times going to do stuff like that with people and being able to share and that's more fast offerings on that end of things mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah um anyway it's very similar right it's it's interesting since we're off tangent anyways my grandmother used to actually run a church-owned orchard in my hometown where i grew up and in bc as well and uh at that time right that's the church had that. So if you needed help or you needed things, you would go get help, but then you'd work at the church orchard. It was yeah. really interesting, right? Like it's just interesting how things have been done over the years and all these things. Uh, <clears throat> so continuing on, Elder Anderson says, the windows of heaven open in many ways. Some are temporal, but many are spiritual. Some are subtle and easy to overlook. Trust in the Lord's timing the blessings always come. Uh, I like this because sort of going back to my point earlier is a lot of times we're like, uh, we don't see, we're not able to put outcomes to blessings or all these things. We're not able to connect the dots often. Yeah. And so sometimes we maybe have some spiritual enlightenment and we're like, oh, I can connect that dot. Right? Like sometimes we can do that. But tithing's kind of a nebulous these are the blessings that come from it. And there's some very good blessings that come from it, but they are definitely ones that are really easy to overlook. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it reminds me of, and this is a tangent and it may not even be applicable, but it remind, there's a story about a guy, you mentioned the orchards and mm-hmm. I can't even remember what he was trying to grow wheat probably. And he had like this amazing wheat um, uh, strain germ. I don't know. I don't know what you call it. Anyway, and he shared it with all of his neighbors that all bordered his 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 property. And somebody mm-hmm. kept asking him, why do you do that? And he goes, well, funny thing about wheat or whatever he was growing is they cross-pollinate. And so when I share with everybody around me, it means that, you know, I get a really good high-quality wheat, like the bees or whatever it is that cross-pollinates this stuff. And then, yeah. goes, and then the next year, when I reap my harvest, I get super high quality wheat again. And, uh, and I go and make sure my neighbors all get good quality wheat to germinate their fields with. And and uh, anyway, I just thought that was an interesting, that popped into my head as far as like tying yeah. about like serving others and helping others. And yeah. it doesn't like, he's aware of the direct implication or the direct support that it comes back to him. But like, yeah. You know, 
if you know, I feel like in the world or in, in, in life that there are many instances like that where things come back to us and we don't really even really realize yeah. that it was something we initiated or we contributed yeah. or we provided a, a soft ground for which to plant a seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And and gave yeah. gave space for something to root. Anyway, it was good. I, I'm sure That's I lovely. I have to think about that a bit more and, and make that yeah make that work in my head for a talk or something. Yeah, yeah. About how we, when we help each other, we help everyone. Yeah, rising right. Tide, and that sort of, yeah. Rising tide floats all boats. Yeah, and that's sort of the basis of fast offerings, which Elder Anderson talks a little bit about the church donating a bunch of money to help provide relief to vulnerable children and mothers across the world, and talking about how fast offerings help people out. Uh, to give shelter, food, clothes. And then at the very end, he says, the only permanent solution to the poverty of the world, this world is the gospel of Jesus Christ, which I really like that. Um, I really like that. And he's, and he's uh, referencing in the footnotes, uh, Moses 7:18, which says, and the Lord called his people Zion, because they were of one heart and one mind and dwelt in righteousness, and there was no poor among them. And, that's not just talking about physical poor, right? That's talking about poor in general, which uh, is a multitude of things. But as we become more Christ-like, as we sacrifice uh, and go against those natural carnal feelings and desires, it definitely changes us completely. Uh, I've seen it in my own life to varying degrees, right? When I'm willing to be like, put, put away the natural man, <clears throat> uh, even little things very little things, just the benefits that it has for me, for my spouse, for my children, for those in my sphere of influence. Uh, but that's a tough thing to constantly do. And I know, I don't know about you, Todd, but lots of times I'm like, oh yeah, I'm really good at just, nope, I'm, I'm okay. I'll help out where I'm needed. And then I'll get into a habit of like, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you go through that you know, that daily repentance process where it might take you a little while before you're able to give back again. And that's just, and that's okay. That's life. <clears throat> yeah. That natural man really can kick our butt if we, uh, if we give it too much space and mm -hmm. it's okay to take a step back and, and not do all the things as well. But mm -hmm. uh, we, it's, 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 we have to, we have to be wary of using that as an excuse. And, mm -hmm. and I've known too many good members who have used that as an excuse that I, um, I'm taking a step back. This isn't my thing. I need to, I need to take a break. Or I need to take, you know, just whatever. Right. And then they take a step back from something and then that becomes a regular excuse for them. And then sooner or later, they're never coming to anything. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's unfortunate, but, um, and I think he, he quotes the apostle Paul here. He goes, the apostle Paul warned that the wisdom of men understands the things of men, but has difficulty understanding the things of God. And that's like 100% the natural man. That's 100% like, you know, not recognizing the value that we put into, say, ministering. We're not mm -hmm. recognizing the, the, the value or necessity of attending church each week or reading scriptures. Oh, do I really got to shut down off, shut down my show, chase all my kids to the table so we can read scriptures together? Like, that sounds terrible, you know, some mm -hmm. nights. Right, mm -hmm. with my kids to get them to read some scriptures, and they're going to complain about it. I'm like, if it's not a good experience, if I'm mad and cranky with them to come read scriptures, is it going to be a good experience? And 
is there any benefit? But, you know, so it's about like making sure that we're recognizing why we're doing the things and doing it with the right intent and right spirit and right everything. But um, if we're just doing it for the sake of doing it, it's we're looking at it in a very worldly or natural man mentality mm-hmm. and not, not uh, you know, godlike. Mm-hmm. Uh, in relation to tithing, and I we talk about I talk about this regularly with 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 members. Um, it says the world speaks of tithing in terms of our money, but the sacred law of tithing is principally a matter of faith of our faith. Being honest in our tithes is one way we show our willingness to put the Lord first in our lives above our own cares and interests. I promise you that as you trust in the Lord, the blessings of heaven will follow. And and I don't, when I do tithing declaration, this is, uh, when people ask me why we do tithing declaration, there isn't no, like, I haven't been able to find any hard and fast rule why we do tithing declaration uh, in the handbook. Maybe it exists in there, but I, I have yet to find it. Um, beyond an opportunity for our members to, to be identify what they paid and, and square away, right? Um, and I tell them, uh, from me, it's always interesting to see, because I do temple recommend interviews with people regularly, and I ask them the question, are you a full tithe payer? And I ask them, are you honest in your dealings with your fellow man? Are you, are you, um, are you honest in all, you know, or what's, what, what, are, do you obey the law of chastity? Or do you obey the law of the word of wisdom? You know, it's basically asking them, are you reading your scriptures, saying your prayers, are you doing the things? Um, and they can say whatever they want to me, and, and it's up to me to use the spirit of discernment to like question mm-hmm. if I feel there's something off. However, the one the one the one thing that we can double check on is tithing. If they mm-hmm. say they're a full tithe payer, and I happen to know they're not, um, that's something that I can say. Well, hold like hold on. Let's just I just you know I've done tithing declaration three years in a row, and every year you haven't paid any tithing. And you're declaring as a full tithe payer, and I know you work at this location. Like, anyway, so it's an opportunity to like a little bit of a checks and balances. It's just one of the few things that we can actually do that on. I can't mm-hmm. tell you whether or not you've prayed and said your scriptures the last year, or or you know whether or not you were honest. You know, unless I know an exact scenario, but um, tithing is one of those things that I feel like can be double checked and 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 checked on. Uh, I think it's more for members' sake. But it also, this is something as a as a as a ecclesiastical leader that I recognize that um, you know there are some members who will declare as full tithe payers that uh, on their tithing uh, settlement or tithing or sorry their temple recommend interview. But uh, when tithing declaration comes around, they're non tithe payers, and it's so there's a discrepancy there. Hmm. But um, I think an important thing is to meet with members. And so something as simple as just come meet with me for five, 10, 15 minutes. And for whatever reason, right? Like yeah. <laughs> it's just an important thing about serving. It's, uh, and it's, uh, and I've, I've done that with a couple, but it's, and it's almost rarely ever actually about tithing. Yeah. Is what I've, is what I've come to find out. Usually there's some other underlying thing going yeah. on. So anyway, it just, to me, it, it just, it initiates a conversation and, and, and yeah. kind of points an arrow of like, Hey, maybe there's something to dig in here and look at this, look yeah. at that, look at whatever. But anyway, that's one yeah. one thing. But it's also interesting going back to that initial thing about the men have a, a difficulty understanding the things of God. 
and we we put this weird thing on terms of our money, right? Which which Elder yeah. Anderson had also said, but all it is is resource, <laughs> yeah. right? Like it's really interesting. We've created this thing called money to to uh, be a placeholder for I spent time doing this, and this time is valued at this. Uh, but everything comes from our earth originally, which was created yeah. <laughs> for us a hundred percent. Like, so there's not really an ownership. We're more stewards of the earth is I think definitely how we should operate. Uh, and that should probably carry forward into our thought processes on tithing is, are we looking after the resources, this beautiful world that's been created for us? And are we willing to help others and not yeah. just put it all away in our own root cellar or whatever that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's a collective mindset as opposed to an individual mindset. And when it's yeah. money, like it's mine, yeah, uh, that becomes a problem. And, and yeah, we live in a very affluent and first world. Um, we sure do. And we really lack for nothing. And, Yes, things cost money and things are, you know, it's challenging, but um, it's not, it's not like if, when you start looking at what need, our needs are, our needs are mostly met. Mostly our, our yeah. wants are, are being challenged right now. And, you know, that's, yeah. it's, anyway, it's, it's not, it's not that it's a big deal, but it really isn't when in, in the grand scheme of things with some of the things going on in the world, it isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Um. Anyway, tangent. Oh, that's like my third tangent. So I'm going to, I've hit my quota. Um, <laughs> he continues, he goes, he talks about tithing in those days. Jesus talking about give unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, give unto God the things which are God's. Um, he adds, in our day, the Lord reconfirmed the divine law of tithing, declaring, quote, this shall be the beginning of the tithing of my people, and they shall pay one-tenth of all their interest annually, and this shall be, this, this, shall be a standing law unto them forever and uh, unquote and that's just answering my question about tithing declaration we do it because it's a commandment of of yeah. jesus christ we pay one tenth of their interest annually uh and it's just a checks and balances to make sure we're doing what we what jesus christ has asked us to do right there mm -hmm. yeah pretty simple love it uh, I don't really have anything to add. I, I, I tend to overcomplicate it with my yeah, with my my OCD head. I guess I don't know. Yeah, uh, he continues with a story about uh, our previous prophet. I want to say future prophet, but that's not accurate. <laughs> uh, it says President Gordon B. Hinckley recounted this childhood experience. When I was a boy, I raised a question with my father concerning the expenditure of church funds. He reminded me that mine is the God-given obligation to pay my tithes and offerings. When I do so, my father said, that which I give is no longer mine. It belongs to the Lord to whom I consecrate it. His father added, what the authorities of the church do with it need not concern you, Gordon. They are answerable to the Lord who will require an accounting at their hands. Now, this is an interesting uh, statement because there's definitely a lot of truth here. Uh, and, but there's also definitely a tough Thing that we have with this accountability of I want to make sure my my offering spent properly right like so we have this we have that in us and a lot of us search for that I'm an accountant right like definitely mm -hmm. think like well I kind of like to know that it got spent on the right stuff but it makes me going along with this 
idea, this principle of whatever I've offered to the Lord, that's my offering. And hopefully he perfects that offering. But I also go back to like the atonement where Christ offered this atonement, this wonderful, beautiful thing. And so many people are just like, I don't really care for this atonement. Uh, he's not going around and being like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did you do with this atonement? Right? Like at Good some point, there will be a yeah. yeah. What did you so, do with my so sacrifice? Yeah. And so sometimes we're going to do a sacrifice for someone and they're going to, it'll be like casting pearls before swine. And that's okay. But the principle itself of I've done my part, I've put it in the Lord's hands, I need to just let it go. That's a, a, a true principle across the board, not just associated with tithing. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I, uh, I, I read a, I don't know if it was a story or a, and I'm going to butcher, I don't know who said it. It was Von J. Featherstone or an earlier apostle before my day anyway. Um, you just made that name up. <laughs> Von J. Featherstone, yeah. He's a character in a book I read. No, he's he's, yeah. uh, he's an apostle. He was an apostle in like the 70s and 80s. Um, okay. And I mostly know him because he wrote a letter uh, that ended up in the Atlanta temple uh, that was supposed to be opened like 100 years after that. The, or maybe 50 years after the temple I was dedicated and 50 years after the temple was dedicated would have been like 2032. And in the letter, it says by now you've seen the second coming of the Lord. And, and so he, everyone reads that and is like, Oh my goodness, long J. Postone. But uh, he wasn't an apostle at the time when he wrote it, he was a 70, mm -hmm. I believe, which like not to, to nitpick, but like he later became an apostle. But like, you know, if you're not an apostle, when you say something like that, are you speaking as you can't really speak as an apostle or prophet, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Von J. Featherstone, uh, I believe, had this other story uh, where he he asked everybody in like a state conference. It was a priesthood meeting, and he goes, "Brethren, I want to show of hands who here would die for the Lord." And like every hand shot up, we'd all die. And he goes, "Okay." Uh, by show of hands, who here is a full tithe payer? And like half the hands kind of went down. He goes, see that, brethren? The, uh, you know, the majority of the people in this room would rather die than pay their tithing. Yeah, when you put it like that, it really shouldn't be that big a deal. But um, anyway, it's, uh, you know, it's tithing stuff. And you, you can extend that to, you know, doing their ministering really, you know, more, yeah. you know, ministering is a, is usually a battle to get people to understand what it's about and have them do it. But, um, well, along those lines, we definitely deal with that thought process though. Of we do die for our loved ones. We would sacrifice for our loved ones, but, uh, sometimes our loved ones just want us to hang out with them. Yeah. <laughs> but that's way too much work yeah they want <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know yeah i'll work hard i'll pay for my daughter to do this for my kid to do that i'll provide the support ah uh, but i'm just too tired yeah. <laughs> to, to live for you can you give me 20 minutes i would just like <laughs> i can't play a card game with you right now and then like three hours later you're like oh i forgot to play a card game with yeah yeah i need but, to play on my phone yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, he jumps into uh, ge generous tithes and offerings. He talks about like some of the 
There's 71,000 missionaries serving in 414 missions. Um, right now, uh, I don't know what it is American, but Canadian, it's like $400 Canadian a month, which is like almost free to live. Like, yeah, if you're a single single guy, like even if you're going to school, it's still it's it costs way more than 400 bucks a month. So to go on a mission, yeah. it's heavily subsidized. Uh, currently there's 70, 177 temples in operation, 59 more currently under construction or renovation and 79 more are in planning and design. Your tithes and offerings are allowing the blessings of the temple to be in places only the Lord could foresee. Uh, there's 300,000 congregations housed in thousands of chapels and other facilities in 195 countries. Because of your faithful ties, the church is being established in faraway places you may never visit among righteous saints you may never know. And, you know, that, that hits a little bit when you think about it, when you think about like the buildings that we've been in that we've had for 40 years, um, you know, and, and yeah. they didn't, they didn't get built here for free. They cost no. money then. And, and now like they're building, they're building things at, like crazy all over the world. And it's because of the tithing that, that gets like, the, does the church need my tithing? seems like they're doing pretty well. But when you really re- recognize that, that that what that tithing constitutes and what it ends up helping, um, you know, it's um, it, it becomes less of a, a burden and more of a joy to to, to help. Um, you know, so many people benefit from it, even if I don't know them. Well, and it's it's interesting along that storyline, right? We want our money to be used properly. That our money, which isn't true, I understand. <laughs> Uh, we want the Lord's money to be spent properly, blah, blah, blah. But my parents, uh, when my home ward got an actual chapel, like people put money in. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's the generation before me. Yeah. Well, I would, uh... If somebody was like, oh, yeah, we want to update your stake center, Kevin. I'd be like, uh, not with my money. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like... Yeah. yeah when it's was it's built, really interesting. When it was built, it was... It was something like $1.5 million yep. back in 1980 or 83. Yeah. Okay. The local members were expected to raise 10% of that. <laughs> yeah. So this is in 1980, 80, 80 to 83. So that's a lot of money. That's, that's like $4 million now. So if you asked our local ward to, to, to raise $400,000, like we'd, we'd do it but it would be a it would be a pill and it would be a lot of heavy lifting by a lot of people but it would, uh, we, you know anyway of all the just, words yours yours might be able to do it though <laughs> <laughs> that's because i'll threaten them with talking to them to death yeah uh, uh anyway yeah but no that's not what's done anymore so it's interesting he yeah. also goes on to talk about how we have five institutions of you know, post-secondary higher learning oh, yeah. that have more than 145,000 students, which are, and then they have all these institute and seminary classes, which are funded through tithing. <laughs> and you remember, you're you're the same age as me. Do you remember when the Perpetual Education Fund came in? I do remember that. Yeah. And it was such a popular thing. They got so much money um, in that program. It's now self-sufficient. About That's pretty cool. five years ago, they came out and said, quit donating to this thing we have <laughs> we're doing okay yeah but just well, because well, we, just explain what that is todd quick well the perpetual education fund is if basically if you're from a third world country and you don't have opportunities to go to educate go to schools go to wherever 
uh, or you don't have a good, great job, you can apply uh, with the church for the Perpetual Education Fund. Uh, and it basically is student loans. It's, it's interest-free student loans. So you get to go to school either within your country or you get to go to school wherever, wherever is agreed upon for you to go to school. Once you get your degree, you end up with a reasonably decent or better job. And then you have a better life for you and your family and you have a better income stream and you can then pay back the, the, the interest-free student loans through the church. And it's an effort to help boy or lift up the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the stakes of Zion in areas that are struggling. It's, it's a way to try and help, help uplift. And it's totally, I've, it's an inspired program. And, you know, the fact that 20 years after it was instituted, it's self-sufficient and self-sustaining now uh, is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then now they have BYU Pathways, which is like a, um, you know, you know, ridiculously reduced cost for getting your, you know, your your degree. And I'm not sure how many countries that serves, but I know we have people in our ward who are are doing BYU Pathways degrees and they're loving it. Um, And it's open to lots of things. So just that perpetual education fund. It's not just like standard schooling. It's I think if you go to the website, it talks about uh, education to gain skills that are locally in demand. So it's definitely highlighted at these places where you know a little bit can help. Yeah, it's maybe yeah. more you can get a certificate to help you just do something better as opposed sure. to like a yeah. full-on degree. Yeah, good. That's yeah. it's all good. I think any level of education helps. Yeah, and 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 the money aspect of education really is a is a is a inhibitor for a lot of people, and yeah, it yeah. just takes that away. Um, he does add. He goes, the spiritual power of the divine law of tithing is not measured by the amount of money contributed, for both the prosperous and the poor are commanded by the Lord to contribute ten percent of their income. The power comes from placing our trust in the Lord, um, and that's it. It's not about who pays. Nobody's paying more you're paying what's reasonable to you, right? It's 10% of your income. It's everyone's feeling that pinch or that, that sacrifice or that sanctification equally, even though one might be paying, you know, 10 times the amount of the other one, it's, it's equal to what you're able to contribute. And it's, uh, you know, you'll, you'll be blessed for it, no matter, regardless of, of your level of income. Yeah. And it's tough because we know that, life can be a struggle. It can be very hard to, to get by overall. Uh, but one of the things I love to go back to is the purpose of the plan of salvation. <laughs> the plan of happiness is for us to grow and become better. Mm-hmm. And what's really terrible is we have to go through things in order to grow. <laughs> uh, and so sometimes tithing might be that to us. That might be us going through something in order to grow. Yeah. Everyone has a different thing that's going to push them. Yeah. Uh, He continues way towards the end of the talk under God's important work section. He says, my brothers and sisters, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is out of obscurity, bringing remarkable blessings across the earth. There will be those who cheer us forward and those who do not. I have thoughts of the words of the wise Gamaliel. Oh, I butchered that who upon hearing of the miracles of the apostles Peter and John warned the council in Jerusalem, let these men alone. For if this work be of men, it will come to naught. But if it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it, lest ye be found even to fight against God. 
which is lovely, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's actually a really good principle to live by in general. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's, it's don't very worry wise. about Yeah, worry. don't have anxiety about this. It'll yeah. either come to fruition or it won't. And if it doesn't come to fruition, what? Well, you didn't need to worry about it. And if it does, just deal with it then. Yeah. <laughs> I had, a, I had a friend tell me uh, he went to a, I can't remember what, what uh, I don't know if it was a Baptist or evangelical church one time with a friend and they said, he said they had their, their um, whatever, their service and then they had a class yep. after and he goes and half of that class was sitting around bashing other religions mm -hmm. and he finally put his hand up and he goes, when are we going to talk about Jesus Christ? <laughs> when are we going to talk about the, the Bible and the, get, like, get into the doctrines and like, are we just gonna sit here and bash other religions this whole time? And and he goes, he goes, oh, this is like pretty normal. Like, like you name one religion that doesn't bash other religions, and he's like, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day <laughs> like, like that's the church I go to, and we never talk about other religions in our in our worship services about like anything they're doing wrong. They're all pushing forward. They're all trying to try and hopefully trying to do the right things, and 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 draw draw closer to Christ and. And help their people to be better and uh, but this is what to me is, is such an important principle that like if we're all pulling together why let's get off each other's back a little bit and now you know if somebody's not pulling the same direction we're pulling you know let them do their thing and and it, you know it'll it'll burn itself out if it's not of god well just going along those lines i've definitely been in meetings in our church where people have <laughs> bashed other religions oh. <laughs> or right like this is yeah. this is a normal thing but it's not necessarily an acceptable thing yeah in those points it's like that's not that's not why we're here we're here to edify uplift instruct and that we don't have to bash other people and there's truth everywhere yeah i, I get a kick out of some things because you and i very much we think that our father in heaven is more loving than most people <laughs> seem to attribute and I get a kick because, like, if you're a good person and you try to follow after Christ and you get to the end and you're in this judgment and he's like, well, did you believe that I was the literal son <laughs> and that I was a separate being? Well, you're not getting through. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> There's some really no things, silly things that we focus on where it's just like the gospel principle of becoming Christ-like. There's a lot of things that aren't as front and center as we sometimes make them <clears throat> yeah well and, and i was going to add um we had an experience this is probably 20 years ago now in, in our ward or in our town we had a, a new uh, uh preacher came to come to town take over the the ministry and the, ne the the next church over and, <laughs> and in his first or second sermon he decides he's going to start you know uh, bashing other religions and and the congregation allowed him to finish but like at the end many people went up and talked to him after and just said that's not going to float it's a small <laughs> community we all get along very well you know they're they're good god fearing people blah, blah blah and like basically reprimanded this guy and that's hilarious and, and he lasted i think another year or two before he moved on but uh but anyway we had we heard about that through the grapevine and that we were grateful because like you know it's it speaks volumes when people defend you when you're not there yeah and uh and it was good so yeah there's good people everywhere but um you know we just need to you know let's pull together let's let's do the things um he continues he goes you and i are part of god's important work upon the earth it will not come to naught 
but will continue to move across the world, preparing the way for the Savior's return. I testify to the words of President Russell M. Nelson, quote, in coming days we will see the greatest manifestation of the Savior's power that the world has ever seen. Between now and the time he returns, he will bestow countless privileges, blessings, and miracles upon the faithful, unquote. And I would leave you with, with this thought. Um, tith- you know, tithing is an important principle. It's not the only principle in the gospel of Jesus Christ, but it is an important principle in helping us to humble ourselves, sacrifice, and sanctify ourselves to help us to become uh, humble, meek, submissive, willing to do all things that the Lord has for us so that we may be saved at the last day. Uh, and we won't be there we will not be the only church represented in the, in those days in, in uh, when the Savior returns. There will be many religions there, and there will be many great people there. Um, but we need to do our part, and we need to make sure we're doing what we, what we need to do in order to be there, and, and that is being humble and obedient. And mm-hmm. uh, leave those thoughts with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I've got nothing to add, Todd. Great finish. Love hey, you, buddy. Thanks, bud. Have Love a you. lovely holiday. Hey, have a great Christmas. Bye. See you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to General Conference Review. We hope you've enjoyed our in-depth analysis and commentary on the latest conference talks from leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you enjoyed our podcast, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review. But please remember, there is no substitute for your own personal study of the conference talks. We encourage you to read and ponder on these messages and to share your own insights and experiences with loved ones, friends, neighbors, and apply the teachings to help you become a better disciple of Christ. Together, we can deepen our understanding and appreciation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you again for joining us on General Conference Review. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you in future episodes.